All right, welcome back to another episode of Mindful Mayhem. I'm your host, Cody Tucker. And as always, be sure to like and subscribe. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Miss Stella L. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I could not be better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, yeah, I've been looking forward to talking with you. So um, before we start, do you have anything that you'd like to promote? Any place where people can find you? You know, any of that um, kind of stuff? Of course, OnlyFans. That's the place to be right now. Um, my OnlyFans is real easy. It's just at OnlyFans.com slash Stella L. Um, and then I guess the other place to go would be Twit, um, which is at um, Stella, A-U-H-M Stella. Okay, awesome, awesome. So like, if people were to subscribe to your OnlyFans, like what sort of content like do you put on the OnlyFans? So I have lots of old boy girl amateur stuff and that's probably my best selling stuff that was like right when i started in only fans but i hadn't started like mainstream stuff yet so that's yeah. really popular but lately i've been doing a lot of girl girl stuff kind of trying to start my own producing with that sort of thing so okay. i have a lot of girl girl content and then just, of course solo um yeah. i've actually slowed down on doing boy girl content so now i have a lot of like um uh like faux pov so it's like a dildo okay. with a camera over top of it so it like kind of you know it's yeah, yeah. the same style as pov but it's a dildo it's not a real okay so. i got you yeah, yeah yeah our content is very similar then yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like i mean so whenever you started doing, I mean, I assumed you started doing an OnlyFans before, like, like doing amateur videos before you did like mainstream videos. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I assume that's probably like the general route. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I, think I went mostly the general. I did OnlyFans and then mainstream. The only thing I did weird is I did OnlyFans mainstream and then I did Chatterbait, which usually it's okay. like camp is the first thing that people hit. Yeah. Um, Chatterbait I found after mainstream. Okay, okay. So whenever you started, like was the goal to eventually do mainstream videos or like, like kind of how, like, did you see a path for yourself that you were trying to go through or was it just kind of like, eh, we'll see where this goes. I, I think it was more of like a, eh, let's see where this goes type of thing. But knowing me, I should have known that like, I try to take everything to its fullest extent. <laughs> um, so I jumped into mainstream really quickly. I think I only had my OnlyFans for like two months before I jumped into mainstream. Oh, shit. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Okay. So, so, okay. You show up for like your first day doing like a mainstream mm -hmm. shoot. Was there any kind of fear or did having like the OnlyFans sort of like, you know, ease the yeah. transition? No, <laughs> not at all. It was because, um, you know, the biggest difference to me between OnlyFans and mainstream is OnlyFans are in control and OnlyFans, I'm my own producer and editor and publisher, and I'm the one talking to people. And so, you know, that is all me. Mainstream, I think the scariest idea to me was that I had no control over the content whatsoever and they could make me look however they wanted to make me look. And yeah maybe it's partly that i'm a controlling bitch and like want this kind of control over my image and maybe part of it is also that i've just heard some horror stories of 
Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've heard like the Mia Khalifa thing of them yeah. dressing her up like an Arab woman. And she's like, I didn't know that I was going to be. That's well, funny. so, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that definitely the scariest part was just the idea that this video of me, not even necessarily that I was like a naked video of me, because at yeah. that point, I didn't really care. It was that people were going to see my personality. Um, through someone else and their yeah. lens, literally their lens. <laughs> so right, right. That was nerve wracking. Well, me. yeah, giving a, I mean, not having the actual control of the finished product is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like, I, and I'm the it. same way. I mean, every single one of my mainstream videos that have come out, a fan has sent it to me before I've seen it. It's not like they send it to you and they're like, hey, does this look okay? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you been happy with how they've turned out? Yeah, I have that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I mean, obviously it's because they're professional and they do, I mean, I assume know what they're doing and they're not going to ever like try to make you look, right. uh, but I can understand being like, man, like, can I not just get a little peek before you put this out? Like, right. God damn. well, I think that casting couch is a great example because that was the first one that I did and yeah. they're goal is to make you look new and awkward, which kind of works out because it's most girls first shoot. So they do yeah. look new and awkward no matter what. But like, there was a point where, you know, and they do this to a lot of girls, they wanted mm -hmm. me to dance to no music. I don't know oh, if you've ever Jesus tried to dance in front of a camera to no music. It is the most awkward yeah. thing I've ever. Well, I used to, I used to, I used to sniff a lot of paint. So, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I was dancing to all sorts of music. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they definitely like they do things that are like intentionally make you look awkward and that's weird as fuck so. oh man yeah dancing with no music is the weirdest fucking thing ever like i didn't know that like whenever they film movies and there's like a scene where they're in like a nightclub or something like that there's no music playing yeah yeah and i saw like a behind the scenes shoot it, i don't even i can't remember what movie it was but like seeing people just dancing to no music and it was like a club of like probably 80 people mm -hmm. it's like i i want to like just die right now. I was like, I yeah. can't handle this. Not shit. that I'm like a huge James Gunn fan, but James Gunn, I've seen interviews with him where he actually puts like in ears and all of his actors. So they are hearing the music because that is so uncommon for them to actually do that. That makes, yeah. That I want that in porn. I want to be, be able to like listen to some tunes while I'm getting fucked. <laughs> great question. Okay. Great uh, transition. What song? What is, what would be your go-to song? Oh, God, I don't know. It'd have to be something like kind of funky, I think. Like maybe like some like, I don't know. It can't be like a normal like sex song. It can't be on any like sex playlist. That's I don't like, I hate music like that. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I don't like music that's like, like that's never gotten me in the mood like people like listening to like fucking genuine or something. Right. Big, <laughs> big fan of genuine, but like right. I'll listen to that like on my own time. Like mm -hmm. it makes me feel like cheesy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, this is such a generic thing. Like, yeah, ugh. no, it would have to be more of like, not like for that moment. It would have to, I'd have to think of it more of like, this is playing as a soundtrack in the background of my life right now. And I'm on a, yeah. and like, that would have to be. So yeah. like, almost like a, like a confidence song. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking like, like seventies funk with like a good beat, maybe some like, um, brick house. Yeah. Yeah. Brick yeah. house. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's no, or like everyone's a winner. I don't know if you ever heard that song, but it is one of my favorite songs of all time. Actually, I shouldn't even 
tell anyone this, but my favorite band of all time is ABBA. Really? Yeah, I know. I know. This is it's That's interesting. Yeah, saying it out loud sounds really embarrassing. <laughs> so that would be mine if I was ever like to do a scene. I'd start playing like Dancing Queen in my head. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's an undeniably good song, honestly. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Really? Anyone, everyone that judges me about my love for ABBA can, you know, <laughs> go fuck off. Like ABBA's the greatest band of all time. But yeah, Jesus, if hey, if you could do a scene with any celebrity, who would it be? Oh God! I know it's super random, but oh well. Um, I feel like probably like a like a classic like old man actor character, like a like a George Clooney or like a Tom like Arnold. A- <laughs> I don't know about that one. Um, John Goodman. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, just like a like a Clooney, yeah, silver fox actor man. Yeah, yeah. Like this, like like Zendaya. Like that's the other option. Like go that way. See, because like yeah, there's like those old school actors, like a Paul Newman, right? Like those people, like yeah, they just seem like such badasses. Mm -hmm. And. People are not like that anymore. They also look like they were 60 when they were like 30. So <laughs> like they were smoking cigarettes for breakfast. Right. So, you right. Know, it's a little yeah. different back then. Jesus. Who, who was your celebrity crush like as a kid? Because I have this like, th- I guess theory that like whoever was the first person to kind of like pop on your radar as a kid, like in a sexual or not even necessarily sexual, but just like in an attraction way is like what leads to what you're attracted to the rest of your life. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it implants so, something in you. Right. So for me, I was never, and I still to this day am not, even though I'm like obsessed with media and like obsessed with movies and horror movies. And I still like, am not someone that idolizes any kind of like celebrity in any way. And I've never, yeah. done that. like even really, in the, yeah, even like as a young teenager, when a lot of my friends were like really into boy bands and like, you know, crying when they split up and stuff like that. Like, I never had that connection Me, to yeah. a celebrity like that. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'm just cold. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think uh, I think maybe you just do you think it's maybe that you just don't see the like that they should be idolized in the sense of like, well, they're not different than me. They're just people know who they are or yeah you know i i would like to say that that's it but i think for me a lot of the interest in um uh i don't there are musicians that i idolize definitely actually i think for at least for movies for actors Mm the the actors have always been the least interesting part of movies to me the actual like creation of that movie and the script and everything else around it is far more interesting that's i feel the exact same way like i always wanted to be like a director whenever i was a kid like i was like i want to make movies like i didn't want to be an actor i was like i don't like because i didn't want to like say somebody else's things like does that make sense like i didn't want to just be like line reading yes i was like no i would rather write the script and then nobody knows what i look like right yeah <laughs> like that's that's the way to go <laughs> yeah. yeah like my i think the greatest level of fame is like do you know like the steve miller band have you ever yeah. heard of them okay oh, i don't know but um that's the fame that i want 
Like, <laughs> yeah, because he could walk into like any place in the country and like. no one knows what it looks like, but yeah. everybody knows who Steve Miller bit. Yeah. Steve Miller bit. I've never thought about that, but that's, that's so what, true. that's what I want. Um, yeah, I've been like my, I, all I've been doing for the last three days, I swear is just smoking weed and reading the walking dead graphic novel because Jesus. I, okay. So the show came out 10 years ago, right? When the show came God. out I was 14, which is insane to think about. I started watching wow. when I was 14 and yeah. I don't know anybody who is a Walking Dead fan pretty much knows that the show kind of went downhill after like season four. They had they had so many like changes with writers and actors and all this. All shows do. Yeah. I all mean, shows do. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Mad Men. Mad, Mad Men holds up. But. Very good point. And Sopranos. <laughs> and yeah. I have actually Sopranos is next on my list, but okay. I turned to Walking Dead graphic novel because the story got so horrible in the show i was like i yeah. i know that there's a better story here and so this is the first graphic novel i've ever read actually and i've wow. never put it down it's been so good <laughs> that sounds it sounds like a great life yeah yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not judging it by any means i've literally just been watching jersey shore reruns for the past oh, week God. yeah i know this is things are getting out of hand over here i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so do you have so for shooting like whether it's your own content like for only fans or for mainstream scenes do you have like i assume like a list of things that are like this is what i'll do like here's my okay to do things and then this is what like i won't do like do yeah. you have kind of like those two lists yes. yes do you think that as like time goes by the won't do list will get like shorter no, you know, I, no, in my experience, that my won't do list is actually getting longer. Really? Um, yes. Uh, okay. So, because I have tried stuff, I, I, I'm pretty much open to trying anything. But the moment that it makes me uncomfortable, I'm like, never mind, not it. Like, I don't, okay. I didn't get in this business to be uncomfortable. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. I did this to feel, you know, freedom and autonomy over my own decisions. And yeah. that does the opposite. So like, sure. um, uh, I, don't, I don't know how much I should talk about this, but um, whatever like, you want, one of the big things right now is BBC fetish content, right? And yeah, I get because so much of my mainstream work has been with BBC performers. I am now a BBC girl. Like that's what I, a lot of fans come to me for. Yeah. And I've recently stopped doing content like that. Um, okay. I, it's just recently made me extremely uncomfortable thinking about how I am, me, white person, am hmm. profiting off the fetishization of a marginalized group of people. And those marginalized group of people, they can profit off of it in any way that they want. You right, know, right. It's up to them. It, it, you know, it always has been. Yeah. But for yeah. me to take advantage of that makes me feel really uncomfortable. And I also, it has to do with yeah. like um, the deeper reason of like why Black men are being fetishized. I think everybody has their own reason for it. But in my experience of talking to fans and kind of getting the reasons why those reasons also make me very uncomfortable. Well, so yeah, it's not. <laughs> well, there's a reason why it's the most popular category in like the deep South. Right. You know, right. Like, like there's, 
there's a connection to that and it's yeah. and it's not a positive connection necessarily no, no, i mean no, not no. not to say that everyone who watches it is doing it for that reason but i do think yeah. there are a lot of people who like are looking at it through a very uh non-positive way yes i guess absolutely. probably like that piece way to put it but yeah it's yeah. like it's the idea that um it's the idea that it's more wrong and that's that's why it's such a huge fetish well, right. that somehow black men having sex with white women especially the blonde pairing it's yes. more wrong and that's why it's like become such a huge fetish and that to me makes me so uncomfortable right <laughs> like, because because like what a lot of like i mean a good bit of what like porn is, is just like, okay, these are things that are taboo in real life so I can watch it in porn. Right. But, but and that being a taboo is like, it shouldn't be. There's no reason why that right. should be a taboo because exactly. that's just two exactly. people who happen to be different races. Like, yeah. like and, the stepdad, like daughter thing, stepdaughter thing, like taboo. that, that is taboo, but yeah. like that should be taboo. Yeah, a black no man sure. having sex with a white woman should not be taboo. Therefore, it no. should not be fetishized. It no. Should, no, it should just be a thing that happens. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Because, I mean, the majority of, like, what I watch is, like, I mean, mostly because I'm attracted, uh, like, attracted to either, like, African-American women or Hispanic women. So mm -hmm. it's usually what I watch. But, right. like, I don't think I'm watching it in a, like, negative viewpoint like i'm just watching right. because that's what i'm attracted to right. but i do think that the like the bbc especially with like a blonde like petite white girl right. i get i get exactly what you're saying and i've always kind of felt that way but i don't want to like necessarily like kink shame people but it also shouldn't be a kink so right know. well yeah it's it's so difficult to wait yeah. through right because like i i will admit that i have an attraction for black men that is different than my attraction for white men you know it's like, yeah 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 it's, it's different i'm a, but i'm also attracted to women in a different way that i'm attracted to men i'm just yeah. you're attracted to different people for different reasons and i don't think that there's anything wrong with that i think no you just have to examine the reasons of why you're attracted to certain people yeah you know well and i think i mean because i've tried to like examine because i like i've grown up in texas my whole life and you know around a lot of um uh, let's just say a little uh politically backwards <laughs> people sure, but sure. um you know and so it's not necessarily like i think common to be like a white kid who's attracted to like african-american women but right. i also grew up watching mtv and watching rap videos which is like right the biggest i think the biggest like sexualization of like african-american women is from early 2000s rap videos yes absolutely absolutely and, yeah. and then like right. lil kim and people like that like you know i grew up outside of detroit so okay. um you know like i have just that has had an effect on my life in so many yeah. <laughs> in so many yeah. ways yeah exactly like and you know so that's where like i think my attractions most of them come from like because i don't really have like a whole lot of like fetishes that i'm right. into like really none that i know of i mean but yeah i just have like different rate like i'm into just really just not into like most white women yeah no, <laughs> no offense but you know I mean, just... like, everyone has their friends. <laughs> no <laughs> oh, God. Hey, is there like a fetish or kink like that not necessarily that you judge it but like you just don't get the like appeal oh my god okay so um i just had a fan ask for a custom video of me 
not I'm not exaggerating whatsoever of me reading the script of an AMC theaters commercial. That is the really. I have no idea what it does for him. I didn't ask. Oh well, he was. You don't think he was going to use it for the commercial? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I don't think that that's an AMC theaters producer who is covering as an OnlyFans perv to try to hire new actresses. It would be an amazing way to do it. It would be an amazing way to do it, but I, yeah. I don't think that's what's happening. That is that is yeah. really interesting. Also, a lot of things with food. I don't get that. Like, Food's I, weird. I, I get it in the way of like, um, I've done a lot of food stuff for really subby, sub, sub men. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so I kind of get that because it's like, you only deserve my chewed up, spit out, stomped on food you don't even get your own food so like, Jesus. I, I get like the idea but it doesn't appeal to me personally yeah. yeah yeah see i don't get like being submissive like like being a sub like i mean i'm not like a very domineering dude i mean i'm kind of a big <laughs> big guy but i'm like pretty slow moving like yeah. <laughs> basically like a manatee um, <laughs> but like I don't get like the like the idea of and it's not just for guys, it's really for anyone, like the dominating, like Dom sub BDSM sort of thing. Like I don't I don't know. Like See, I just don't get it. I have a very uh, I have a very extreme like baby daddy kink in my own personal life. Really? Um, that I feel like has taught me so much about like being submissive and what what yeah. you take out of it and i think for women especially mm-hmm. i've or i should just speak to my for myself i think yeah. for me i have found that um being submissive is a great outlet after all day every day in my real life trying to as a woman establish control establish like people need to take me seriously like people need to listen to me like you know it's trying to yeah just trying to get people to take me seriously every day and so the idea of being able to completely let go of all of that and just have someone take control of me and I don't have to do anything there is like a sexual kind of wrongness and I really really like well, see, and and I think that that makes sense because everything that I've ever like heard about guys who were into like going to visit like dominatrixes and things like mm-hmm. that or dominatrices, I guess how you say, it, that they're usually like very like well-to-do businessmen and people of like decent amount of power. And it's mm-hmm. because they just constantly have people like kissing their ass all day, every day, asking them like, "What do you need? What do we need to do?" Like, blah right. blah blah. So to go there and have like a woman like dominate them mm-hmm. is like it becomes a fetish to them because they don't get it ever. Yeah. 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 It's like, I get that to me. It's also when I'm in the bedroom with my partner, I'm not making any decisions like at all. Like yeah, I'm not yeah. a decision maker. And that is also so freeing to me <laughs> to like, yeah. not, I don't even have to think I can just be a little pillow princess and get taken care of. And yeah. <laughs> See, I, yeah, I kind of like, I get that too. Cause that's, I mean, in my like normal life, like I, uh, the women that I'm usually attracted to are anyone who's like, <laughs> I mean, this is gonna sound weird, but like, um, like loud, mm-hmm. or like, like, I mean, I guess you would say obnoxious, but I don't really consider it obnoxious, but like mm-hmm. people that are just, like, did you ever watch the nanny with Fran Drescher? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So I have had a crush on Fran Drescher my entire life. And like, and like Rosie Perez, like women okay. who are just yep. very like, like they seem like they would beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. Like that is my like ideal. Oh, I like it. But I also want that like in the bedroom also. Like, like a woman to beat the shit out of you? No, well, no, I don't want oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to. No, I'm trying, not trying to get my damn nose broken. But like, <laughs> no, but like somebody who's just like very like, empowering in mm-hmm. both situations so sure. not like yeah. so like ag- but well yeah aggressive like aggressive in both ways but i'm also like aggressive too mm-hmm. so like i don't want like either one to be like submissive or dominant it's like right. both being dominant right right which, I, I mean it's kind of hard to find but you know when you yeah do it, it gets pretty yeah. wild mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's interesting God, yeah. So do you have like a bucket list of different kinds of scenes that you'd like to try? Um, not necessarily. Yeah. Uh, there are, of course, like a, a list of companies that I would still like to shoot with a lot. Okay. Um, but I guess I would just like to be able to explore more kink stuff in like a okay. controlled professional producer environment um, because I I have gotten a little bit more into my local kink fetish community and I really uh-huh. really enjoy that stuff it's just okay. like, seems so much more relaxed and yeah. like, um, it's just fun it's funny it's funny to me it's funny to most of the girls who do it <laughs> um, yeah. we're not we're not kink yeah. shaming obviously we're a part of it like we right love doing it but like it's more relaxed and fun so i do think about what that would be like on a big set you know um so yeah that is i guess what i'm more interested in doing is like more kink and fetish stuff and a higher controlled environment yeah see i can i would definitely be into something like that like i think not necessarily that i necessarily want to try them i just I'm always going to like try something before I say I don't like it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like it, I would be like very open to like just trying out different shit and seeing what happens. Yeah. Like and anytime like in the bedroom, like with someone that I'm with, like pretty much anything that they want to do, like I'm all right. Like, mm-hmm. fuck it. like, I mean, I've never done that before, so yeah. why not? Like, you know, and yeah. I mean, most of the time I'm like, eh, okay, that's not for me, but, right. but I'm never disappointed that I tried. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I can't really, obviously I think it depends so much on your partner and who you're with, but if you're with the right person, then trying anything shouldn't be bad or uncomfortable. You know, what's, what's something that you've tried? Like, I mean, it could be like doing a scene, like when we were talking about like the things you will do and won't do. (laughs) And you were saying how, like, you'll usually like try it and then find out you don't like it and it gets put to the, not do list like what was one of those things that like you tried and you're like uh no thanks so i think that um well there are a few things but i think that one of the one of the things is that i i have a you know again i have a relationship with a partner who is not important so um sometimes when i'm in a professional scene and it's a boy girl scene i've noticed Uh that some things hit a little too close to home per se um like it feels a little 
like too intimate. Like it's too close to what I do with, it's too close to what I do with my own partner. And I feel like sometimes I want to like kind of save things for my personal life, you know? Oh yeah. There have been times where I've like tried to incorporate some things that I like into mainstream and then been like, oh, I don't like that in this environment. Like that is only fun for me in my own personal environment. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've, I mean, a few different like people that I've talked to who are in porn, like they've said that that's one of the reasons why they don't do kissing in any scenes. And I've never thought about that. Like I was like, Oh Uh, yeah. Like I, yeah, I probably wouldn't. I mean, I've never, obviously I've never dated anybody that's in porn and I don't know that if, I don't know whether I ever would or wouldn't, I mean, I'm not like against it or pursuing it, Mm -hmm. but like I can understand how that would be like, I'm a pretty, like, I don't get jealous but I can yeah. get, I can see that being like a, Oh, I don't like seeing that. Yeah. And you know, like, honestly, to my partner, I think it makes literally no difference to him. Like he's yeah. like, you know, he has his dick in you. Like, I don't care if you kiss him, but to me, that's way too intimate. Like I don't, I, I think kissing's way more intimate. I, I think so. Because I think like the actual, like having sex is not like, it's part of the show. If right. that makes sense. But like kissing is like, it's hard for that to be part of the show. Well, and it's even like very simply that someone's face is very close to yours and you're seeing all of their reactions and emotions and everything that close to your face. And like, that's a very, you know, and this is like, this is the most personal bubble that you have around your face. I feel like 100% into this, like, I, yeah, it's just too much. Yeah. Like if I was dating someone and she told me she made out with another guy, I'd be pretty upset. But if she told me she had sex with them. I'd be still pretty, pretty upset, but I wouldn't yes. be as upset. Right. I've been like, well, were you looking at him? It's like, no. I'd be like, all right, well, right. we'll just, we'll check right. this up and <laughs> we'll move on. But, well, I do feel like it's, you know, comparing it to like non-porn relationships. Yeah, yeah. I, I do feel like it's the difference between like um, cheating on someone just to fuck them and cheating on someone because you love someone else. Like it's a big difference. It's a big difference. Yeah. A hundred percent a big difference. And Mm -hmm. it's also like the difference between like being with someone who just got like got drunk and made like a bad decision. And then somebody who went out on a date with someone. Yes. That's a better example. Yes. It's a huge difference. Like Mm -hmm. I, and I mean, and obviously both are wrong, like, but I would be way more upset (laughs) at one of those than the other. I'd be like, ah, damn, like you, you made reservations at Applebee's, you know, and it's did all this. meditated. Yeah. Reservations <laughs> at Applebee's, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do just to fuck with them. I'm like, yeah, take them for two. And they're like, oh, we're open. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, is, do you, is it more common or not for someone in porn to be dating someone out of porn? Cause I feel like every guy thinks that they would love to date someone who is a porn star but I don't think they really would want it. You know, like, I don't think they're as confident in themselves as they think. Yeah. I think there are probably very few men who can date date porn stars without being important themselves. Um, I was very lucky to find a man who is extremely secure in himself and has, you know, of course, like there's, it's hard. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's basically a half open relationship and that's a really hard thing to work through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. No matter how much you understand that, 
Oh, how, no matter how much my partner understands that this is work for me and I have no feelings for anybody mm-hmm. that I work with, there is still a feeling of you get to do more than I get to do. And yeah. that that is still, you know, anybody will have to deal with that. Right. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine personally dating somebody in porn. I just really like you wouldn't you don't know that you would be able to like even though you are in porn. Really? Yeah. 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 I just um, maybe it's also just because like I live in North Carolina, right? Like I'm I'm in porn, nice. but I'm not like in in the circles yeah, like yeah. i'm not in porn yeah, and no I think that, that offers me a level of separation that works really well yeah. for me personally yeah and i think having a partner who is also in the business would just completely envelop me in it and that yeah. i don't with. that i get that it's why like celebrities who are like both actors never last but if yeah. you find out like an actor's marriage is like some like a cocktail waitress, you find right. out they've been married for 40 years. You're like, right. oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. yeah, I, I can, that makes sense too. And this is probably just added like business jealousy. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm sure there's a lot, like it goes a lot deeper than what people would imagine. Just with- Yeah. I, I definitely know some people, I definitely have some friends that are, you know, are porn stars themselves and their partners have become or are currently porn stars. And it's, they're like, like, kind of a little uh, business team taking on the industry together, which is really nice to have a partner in that. But on the other hand, whenever someone fucks over one of them, then they fuck over the other one. And so like, you know, the partner will be like, well, you did this to my partner, so I'm not working with you anymore. And I feel like the amount of people that you can work with gets cut in half just because just adding another person who can get into the shit because no, for sure. Another thing that like, I did not expect at all when I got into the porn industry is how inescapable the trauma is. I mean, it's like, Every time that you make a decision to work with someone, you are usually making a decision to not work with somebody else. Right. right. Because like a lot of people and, you know, it's, it's a small industry. It feels very big, but it's actually very, very small. And so a lot of people are like, well, I don't work with girls who work with that person. And if they work with that person, then I, that person won't work with them. And it's just like, well, stand yeah stand-up is the same stand-up comedy yeah. like it's the same like of oh well like if somebody finds out somebody stole a joke if you do anything with that person like well good fucking luck and then right. suddenly now there's teams of people who are on this person's side versus this right. person's side if you do a weekend with somebody who is not on this person's side then you're not going to be working where they work and it's just right. all this, like geez like man i'm telling yeah. like, dick i'm just telling dick jokes like it doesn't have <laughs> right. to be this serious right. you know? yeah like, yeah yeah it was it was crazy like you know just by spending time with you know just by spending a lot of time with certain people i became like synonymous with that group yeah. and then as soon as that group started having problems with other people I got pulled into it and I was like, yeah. I don't even, what? I'm just trying to hear your work. So yeah, yeah, there's definitely, you know, I think unfortunately a lot of it has to do with how kind of unbusiness like the porn industry is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's, we don't have resumes. It's all word of mouth, all of it. It's yeah, all yeah. about like who's talking to who. So in that case, there's just, there's no avoiding it. 
I, that makes sense. Like, and, and yeah, it's, which I've always thought that like, like the stand-up comedy world and the porn world are like eerily similar. Yeah. Like it's, they're both very, like seems very vulnerable, mm-hmm. but also like crazy dramatic because there's a lot of people that are in it who like, like, I don't know, like, they're just like, they're not really like, they don't quite understand like that there's like a business side to it. Right. And then there's some people who just don't care like me. I yeah. don't <laughs> I'm just trying to go up on stage and like talk about being fat. Like that's about <laughs> the majority of my, like what I'm trying to do. And if it goes somewhere, it goes somewhere. But like, right. you know, there's some people that are just take it way too seriously, but like uh-huh. make bad decisions. You're like what uh-huh. the fuck is wrong with you? But yeah. nah, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, but also, yeah. Well, okay. So, that brings me to this. So like, did you have any like misconceptions about the industry before you started that like you've kind of like broken since you've been in the industry, you know? Oh, I have a huge one. That's like really difficult for me to talk about still. Okay. Well, we can, we can zoom past that. No worries. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not fucking Barbara Walters. (laughs) Like, but also, uh, that I'll brings, tell you about it another time. Well, that brings me to my next question. Uh, what's the last four of your social and your mom's <laughs> name? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, what are some misconceptions people may have about you? Like, would you, oh. I mean, do, do you deal with that at all or because you aren't like, I, or mean, I don't know, or do you escape it? Well, I'm not doing mainstream every day so um you know it's not i'm not super in the public eye like i am not walking Mm -hmm. down the streets of raleigh north carolina getting recognized by people you know yeah yeah so i I think that offers me a lot of protection um sure but i I do think that the bbc thing is probably still that's the big thing is that like i'm you know really into that kind of fetish where it was just that it happened i just you know my four scenes were with BBC performers. I didn't pick them in production companies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I I think that that's probably a big one. Yeah. Well, I just, I think it's fascinating the, like getting to talk to people who are in the porn industry because I've gotten to talk to, you know, pretty good amount of people and uh, definitely has given me a much different outlook on it, which I mean, I I don't think I was like ever very like judgmental about it. Mm -hmm. I just didn't really give a shit. Right. But then I knew people who were like super judgmental, like thought everybody who's in porn is like a drug addict or oh my god, uh, broken, have- you know. And and yeah, and I've talked to all these people, and they're like, "Hey, y'all are like cool as hell. Like nobody seems to have any like drug addiction. Nobody, yeah. seems, everybody seems like super intelligent, super confident. Like yeah, yeah. like I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I grew up so I grew up figure skating. I was a really oh, really? really serious figure skater when I was little. I went from nine to 19. I, I think I was 20 when I retired, <laughs> but, um, nice. I, you know, after high school, I did professional work with companies that were similar to Disney on ice. And I lived in Mexico city for three months. And I lived in Miami for three months, like skating, wow. performing and that community is like, like many really sports heavy communities is so traditional, so traditional, like, and when I started in this industry, in the porn industry, I knew that that was going to be uh, the group of people that were just going to berate me about it. And oh, yeah. I had friends calling me crying, like, 
I'm just so worried about you. Like, are you okay? And I'm like, bitch, are you okay? Like, you're not crying right now. <laughs> but like, but also like, I kind of get, I mean, it's stupid, but I get where they're coming from sort of because they probably have only heard that if a woman gets involved in porn, it's because of something bad. So yes. in their immediate reaction is like, oh my God, something bad happened to you, which right. obviously isn't true, but you know, like I, was, I, I kind of get, get their view on it. It's yeah. dumb and ignorant, but I get it. So my mother, I, my, my mother knows what I do. And okay. when I first told her, she was so terrified for me, like so yeah. scared. She was just like, and, um, it didn't go well when I told her <laughs> and yeah. it didn't for the few months after that, cause she yeah. was just so terrified. And now after a year she's finally calmed down. And I think the only thing that has made her calm down is that I'm still living and fine after a year. Like, you know, I kind yeah. of, once the fear of my safety was kind of settled, mm -hmm. it was fine. But I was also in a really different position where okay. my therapist who I've been seeing for years is my mom's best friend. <laughs> so, Ooh, that's not like, good. <laughs> it actually, Okay, I had many reservations about this at first, uh -huh. but every time it has only worked in my favor because yeah. when I first started in porn, you know, I had been talking to my therapist about it way longer than my mom had knew. So sure. she was put in an awkward position of knowing what I was doing without being able to tell my mom. But it was really nice because when my mom started, you know, when I told her and she was so fearful, mm -hmm. her best friend slash my therapist could step in and be like, listen, I've been talking to Stella for months and yeah. she's not like having a nervous breakdown. She's not on drugs. Like she's not, she's making this decision in her right mind. And that right. is my mom a lot. So uh, I did not even, I wasn't even thinking about that. Like, yeah, you had like a professional on your side. Yeah. You could, like vouch for your mental yeah. well-being. Yeah. Which, I mean, when the hell does that ever happen? Never. Like, I mean, <laughs> Never. Jesus, like, I'll shave my head and my mom's, like, you know, calling the cops. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, like, we got to get this fucker out of here. I'm like, right. oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I th it's just a very interesting world, Like, I think. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's – I mean, it's just the, there has to be – so, like, so were you always, like – a decently confident person because i feel like you have to have a shitload of confidence like to yeah. be able to do porn um i think you know weirdly enough i think skating gave me a ton of confidence growing up yeah. um, it just uh it really gave me a work ethic that i wouldn't have mm -hmm. had otherwise and also in a very very different way but even skating growing up i was kind of like different and weird because I had put so much focus into that. And I went every day before and after school through middle school and high school. So I didn't Jesus. have like friends. I, well, I had friends, but I didn't yeah, have many yeah. friends in school. I didn't do school activity things. I did skating things with my skating. Yeah. And so I think I was kind of primed for the idea of like being weird and different and like you know right. having a small community that gets you and having the rest that don't you know yeah but then and with that also like there's confidence i mean because you're doing competitive figure skating right? right i mean it was like yeah so like 
there's the confidence that comes with being in competitions, especially like yeah. when you're younger, because like, yeah, you get to experience like what it's like to work hard and then win. Yeah. Or when you lose, like if you can lose like really badly and then still do it, yes. that takes a lot of confidence. Yeah. It made me less afraid of failing for sure. Yeah. Because, you know, I've just throughout skating had failed so many fucking times and sure. every time had been fine in the end, you yeah. know? Yeah. So. I think, I think there's a massive correlation between, between those. And I think, I mean, that's one of the reasons why like, I think sports are super important or whatever it is or any kind of competition. I mean, it doesn't even have to be like a sports right. necessarily, but yeah, I mean, but, and did that also help you with like, cause I feel like you have to have like a pretty good amount of like body positivity too, which is very rare unfortunately <laughs> but this is something that i've talked about quite a few times actually that uh -huh. i think the porn world has been so much more accepting of is so much more accepting of me and my body and so much more body positive than the figure skating world had ever been i mean yeah. i was explicitly not hired for disney on night because of my weight like, really it said flat out to me yeah um jesus yeah <laughs> yeah so and then the porn world people can be that brutal but yeah. those aren't the only people you know mm -hmm. like in the porn world generally when it comes to fans everybody is into something so yeah. no matter what you have going on someone's going to be into it and yeah. that is not how the figure skating world made me feel hell no oh i, I would imagine like because like i was talking to somebody about this the other day where i was like man because we were I was talking to someone who was, she was saying how like most of the women I'm attracted to were like, look like porn stars. And I was like, well, what the hell does a porn star look like? Mm -hmm. She was like, you know, like fake tits, fake ass. I was like, Hey, go to any porn website <laughs> and, go, and go through five pages, pick five pages. You will see every single body type yeah. possible in yeah. those five pages. I was like, there is no like porn type. That is the, yeah. that was like the nineties porn type. Exactly. And, and that's what she's thinking of. She's thinking of like the Jenna Jameson, like, yes. which, you know, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that body type mm -hmm. at all. But like, I mean, porn, I think is way more accepting of like people being like, you know, like B like BBW, like that being a thing. Right. You don't, you don't see that shit in like gymnastics. No, no. <laughs> like, like right. in gymnastics, if you're an ounce overweight, they're like, Hey, get the hell out of here fans. Uh -huh. like like you're yeah. out like yeah. it was just crazy or like cheerleading like mm -hmm. like growing up in texas i used to watch that dallas cowboys cheerleading show oh yeah yeah oh, mostly because yeah. like it was hard to find porn so like, <laughs> i would just watch that and be like oh this will work uh, but i remember there was this girl like crying because they kicked her off the squad for being like a pound overweight and the woman was like so brutal to her about being overweight and i'm looking at her i'm like damn if she's overweight then I'm fucked. <laughs> like yeah. I'm like I'm like she is like perfect, right? And, yeah, but it's just you know, but yeah, porn like you don't see that shit in that. Right. I mean, I don't. There are girls like in figure skating. Oh, well, also I should put out there that figure skating gave me a horrible eating disorder, which I have now proudly overcome. But it did it to a lot of girls. Hell and, yeah. Um, yeah, I like I knew girls who there were certain companies where they had weigh-ins every single week. And if you were three pounds under or over, they would dock your pay. And so I knew girls who had such bad eating disorders and were losing so much weight so fast that they would stuff rocks in their pockets during weigh-ins to be able to make weight so that they wouldn't lose $50 on their paycheck. Wait, how old are you when this is happening? 19. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's yeah. so fucking nuts. I mean, yeah, you're an adult, but not really. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, legally, I guess, but like, right. I mean, that is still at an age where like you can fuck someone's brain up. Oh, yeah. Quick. For sure. God, damn. That's such a, just like a, shitty thing like i mean you know and i i'm i'm sure i'm guilty of being like jaded or being um whatever you want shallow i mean i'm sure i am i think everybody is to an extent because you just have the shit that you like and whatever but like damn telling like docking someone's face because they're three pounds overweight or under is fucking brutal <laughs> damn well hey i'm glad you got over it because that's not a thing that people get over easily it took a it took a long time you know i'm sure that most of your audience are um men <laughs> but yeah I'm, well we I'm, i don't know what gave you that idea <laughs> but i'm always like women who have issues with it currently i'm always really open and talking about what worked for me to help me get over it yeah, that's awesome it took a long time yeah yeah but it's still i mean that's awesome though that you were able to even do it because i i mean i've known a lot of people just like who I went to high school with. And I mean, it did not work out well for them. Like I've known a few people that are, I mean, they're hanging on by a thread right now. And it's just sad because they were like, you know, attractive in high school. I mean, I guess by this beauty standard, right. a little overweight, but not fucking really. I mean, yeah. and yeah. Well, I what's mean, sad it, is like what now with our current culture, they would probably be the exact like weight and shape and everything that our culture is fetishizing right now right if like i was thinking about this the other day i was like if i was able somehow to go back in time to high school my the girls that i would have tried to have like gotten with it's a whole different group yeah because like, like in you know when i was in high school like in, from 09 to 2012 it was very much still on the like paris hilton yes you know phase of like super skinny like all this but low like hands high thong exactly yeah. yeah what was it called whale tail and all this yeah. <laughs> yeah. but like but like yeah and you know now i remember there being girls who were like yeah i mean a little bit bigger than those girls but they're like way more attractive like oh, when yeah. i think back on it and i'm like damn yeah. like it's sad because like you know jesus you had to put so much pressure on these girls to be fucking tiny mm -hmm. and some people just aren't made to be that small I mean, I mean, I'm not, I, I like, yeah. I've had, I've told people this before I've had after figure skating, having producers like yell at me about being overweight and shit like that. Yeah. I am short as fuck. This is the end of my rib cage. And this is my hip. I don't Jesus. have a waist. It doesn't matter how skinny I get. I'll never have like an hourglass. Yeah. This is not how my body's built, you know? Yeah. And like, to have it's so strange to have other people tell you like what you should look like and i'm like my body's never going to look like that yeah <laughs> and also like you know yeah. fuck them i mean like right. if somebody's telling you like how you should look i mean mm -hmm. then they really have no business even being around you that's yeah. kind of what i think like that's sort of just my take on any of that or if anybody tries to tell you what to do fuck those people what mm -hmm. are they? like and then yeah let's look at your life right you're fucking divorced and you know <laughs> don't get to see your kids that you're telling me i'm an asshole like right. come on now yeah but jesus yeah this is but hey this has been awesome talking to you i have one last question sure. um do you believe in ghosts i know it's a... um i um i believe that i don't know if they're like actual plasma gel that roams around but i definitely believe that people see ghosts and people can have shared experiences of seeing a ghost is that okay. too stupid of an answer for you? 
I don't get look. I'm, I'll, I'll be thinking about it for the next couple of hours. I'll be like, wait, I, so I don't know. Yes or no? Okay, wait. Let me. It's like the alien thing. Like I don't know if aliens are actually out there and real, but I do believe that humans have the ability to like think up aliens in their mind and have a shared experience together of seeing something that might be there or might not. That is a hundred percent true. Mass hysteria, like mass hysteria is yes. a real thing. There was a whole city that danced themselves to death, like mm -hmm. a couple hundred years ago. And it's just like people being fucking human beings are weird and we do yeah. weird shit, especially I, if more than one person does something weird. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, that. I don't think that there's yeah. like plasma that's walking around like, you know? <laughs> yeah. See, I don't, I don't necessarily believe in ghosts, but I do believe in demons. And the only reason I the only reason is because I don't want to say they're not real and have one of them hear me and be like, "Oh, I'm not real." Like, and then I'm, yeah. Next thing you know, I'm floating four feet above my bed. And I'm like, oh, "Oh no!" Speaking in Latin. Like, I have a question for you, actually. Okay. Before we okay. go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would like to know what was the first cartoon character that you got a hard on for? Marge Simpson. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that one. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, it was Marge Simpson or um, uh, Lois from Family Guy. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there would always be like every once in a while an episode where she would just get like real fucking aggressive. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and also nasally voices. I have a thing for like nasally uh, kind of yeah. like. Uh, yeah, like. um was it called? New Englandish accent, yeah. like nasally voices, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Marge Simpson for sure. What are we? What was yours? No, um, I guess it would have to be. This is going to be really weird. Um, I was wow. really turned on by Diego from Ice Age. He's the saber tooth. Wait, the saber tooth type. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm not just... like animal shit at all. I swear, mm. like. I, no shame, but like I well, I'm you okay? Hold on now, because no you, you did kind of shame me for like for being into Marge Simpson, yeah. And, then, <laughs> I don't know. and now you just said a damn a, a, a saber tooth tiger. There's not even like a person. <laughs> like yeah, what the fuck? That's not fair at all. He has a sexy voice. Who Diego? Diego. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's Dennis Leary. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well. So did Marge Simpson. Marge Simpson, <laughs> like she had that kind of like, like she'd been around a while, like that kind sure. of voice. And I, she's experienced. Yeah. Exactly. That's my mm -hmm. that's my go to. I don't like the whole like. Uh, it's still there's people who talk like this and it drives me fucking nuts. People have like the little girl voices, like like they're putting yeah. it on, like a, mm -hmm. like a lot of vocal fry and all that. Like yeah. like I'm like oh like you're you're fucking thirty five. Mm -hmm. Like why are you talking like this? Like you you know you have fucking stretch marks. Like you can, <laughs> you can talk like you can you know put some bass in your damn voice. Mm -hmm. like, it's way more attractive to me to hear a woman who has like a woman's voice. Right. But if you can't help it, you can't help it. Oh, somebody the sexiest voice of all time. Do you remember? Did you ever watch The Bride of Chucky? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Tilly or Meg Tilly? I think it's Jennifer Tilly, the one that uh -huh. plays like the bride. Of yes, Chucky. I think oh my god that yeah. voice like that is my huh. go-to interesting yeah interesting. i know i've told you a lot today and i don't know <laughs> if i'm regretting it yet or not but well oh well no regrets but uh yeah so before we go one last time anything that you'd like to plug or where can people find you all yeah. that stuff? 
onlyfans.com. You know it, you know the one, slash Stella L, just my full name. And then Twitter is umstella, U-H-M, Stella. Hell yeah. And you can find me at uh, Christian Mingle and MySpace. Thank you.